Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. It seems there are few, if any, terms in the finance industry that conjure up as many negative connotations and reactions as the term reverse mortgage. As soon as you use this term, people's hackles and walls immediately go straight up. And I understand this reaction. Reverse mortgages have been marketed and sold poorly in the past, and there are plenty of stories about seniors who were taken advantage of by shoddy salesmen with shady sales tactics. However, I would highly encourage you to take a new and, if possible, unbiased look at this product as it's structured today. There have been significant changes and improvements in how these products are structured and regulated, and in the education and rights consumers have both when researching reverse mortgages and once they're purchased. Regardless of what you think you know about reverse mortgages, barring a new and as of yet unidentified source of retirement income, these products will likely be an absolute must for many Americans in the coming years. As such, you should arm yourself with knowledge about these products, how they work in today's world, and not shun them without first doing your own unbiased, diligent research. Let's start our discussion of today's reverse mortgage environment with a brief trip into the past. Since the days of the homesteaders, the house has been the quintessential icon of security and prosperity in our nation. This was a tangible asset that protected us from the elements, was a gathering and living place for the extended family, and said something about our social standing in society. The home, often on the farm, was where several generations lived, worked, and cared for one another. Wives and daughters often stayed at home and took care of the parents and grandparents as they aged, all under one roof. In this scenario, we didn't need the house to provide us with an income. We were able to live off what we produced, and we had enough family members at home to care for the youngsters and the elders. And then, when Ma and Pa finally passed away, the next generation took over the house and the farm, and on and on down the line through the generations. Also, it's important to remember that in the not-so-distant past, life expectancies were not so very long, so you didn't have to plan for an extended retirement of 30 or more years. However, I think we can all agree, for better or worse, this is not at all the world we live in today. In today's much-changed world, things look very different from the scene I just laid out. In today's world, in the United States, rarely do kids live with or care for their aged parents or grandparents. Wives and daughters don't always stay home to care for the elders, but are often a part of the workforce. Houses are rarely held for many generations and instead are sold on average about every eight years. Life expectancies have doubled in the last hundred years or so, and with the increase in life expectancies comes the need to acquire significantly more assets to fund one's non-working years. And at the same time we're living longer, we now have less, or at least less reliable, income sources to provide the incomes we need for these increased years of life. Defined benefit pensions have gone the way of the dodo bird. Social security is not as stable as once believed. Bonds and CDs pay very little interest and are likely to sig significant drops in value when interest rates eventually start to climb back towards their historic norms. All of these factors have combined to make preparing for retirement, possibly 30 or more years with no income, harder and more frustrating than ever. In today's world, there's just no way most people can possibly afford to let their largest asset, their home, 
sit there doing nothing for them financially other than putting a roof over their head and making for a very nice inheritance for the next generation. It would be nice if it was, but in most cases, it just won't work. Your home, no matter how much you love it, is really just another one of your financial assets. And for many, it may be basically their only financial asset. If you're fortunate enough to have other assets that are sufficient to see you through your retirement years, then by all means, forgo the reverse mortgage. Although, many recent studies do show it still may make statistical sense to use one. However, for many, if not most, Americans, this is just not feasible. And that's when the reverse mortgage might come into play. With a reverse mortgage, you can get a significant lump sum and or monthly payment from your home. You can get an income stream that you can't outlive. You can eliminate your current mortgage payments. You can pay off other costly higher interest debt, such as credit cards or lines of credit. You can forgo taking Social Security for longer, letting the payment increase each year until age 70. You can use a reverse mortgage as an alternate form of income in years when the markets are down so as to not have to access your investment portfolio at the wrong time. You can stay in your home as long as you are physically, mentally, and financially able to do so. And in many cases, you can still pass the home on to the next generation. The heirs will just have to pay off the reverse mortgage company from other assets, just like they would have to do with a traditional mortgage or other debt. Now, I find that often the biggest objections to the use of a reverse mortgage doesn't come from the actual owners of the home, it comes from the kids or grandkids of the homeowner. They don't want their parents or grandparents to take on a reverse mortgage because they want to keep the house in the family and inherit it someday. And if leaving the kids or the grandkids the house unencumbered by any debt is your number one goal, then a reverse mortgage is likely not the best choice. However, if your number one goal is to be able to live the life you want with the assets you have acquired, then perhaps it is. And if it's of so much importance to the kids or whoever that you not take a reverse mortgage, then I often ask if they'd be willing and able to become the income provider in lieu of the reverse mortgage company. Are the kids willing to give the parents or grandparents money in lieu of the reverse mortgage in order to ensure they eventually inherit the home unencumbered? If so, great. But more times than not, this is where the objections stop. If the ultimate inheritors of the house don't want to pony up, and they almost never do, then you may want to consider the reverse mortgage so that you can live your life with dignity, independence, and self-reliance using the assets you have accumulated. After all, it's your house and your life, so make the most of it. In a perfect world, everyone would have plenty of money for their retirements, and we would all be able to pass the family home on to the next generation without encumbrance. However, most of us are not dealing with a perfect world. We're dealing with the real world, and we must be pragmatic and realistic and weigh all options available to us. Reverse mortgages are definitely not for everyone and are certainly not a panacea for all financial woes. But in the right circumstances, they can truly be a godsend and a quiver in your financial arsenal that should at least be considered. For more information on reverse mortgages, visit the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development website and schedule a time to talk with one of their pre-approved reverse mortgage counselors. Then, 
armed with actual information, not preconceived and often faulty notions, make the decision that's right for you and your family. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place. <laughs>